Hello, is it me you're looking for? I really shouldn't have started the whole opening with a song thing. I think I'm going to regret that decision. Okay, again, you know the score by now. Episode 3 of The Angry Dinosaur. And I'm going to be looking at toxic masculinity. I really wanted the podcast to have more structure behind the topics, but I keep coming across things that would make good content, so I'm just kind of going with it. Um, work with me. <laughs> As I mentioned in the previous episode, I've been reading a lot and listening to a lot of music and poetry, and I came across a poem by one of my favourite poets, Rudy Francisco. For those of you that are not familiar with Rudy, check him out on YouTube. He's an American spoken word poet, he's won several poetry slams, and he's absolutely incredible with words, he really is. I'm going to share the poem with you, but before I do, I want to talk about an artist called Pedro Reyes. You may have heard about his work. If not, he's a Mexican sculptor whose work aims to increase individual or collective agency in social, environmental, political or educational situations. Pedro worked on a project called Palas Por Pistolas. Excuse the pronunciation there. Uh, without getting sidetracked and going into too much detail, he basically created a campaign which invited Mexicans to exchange firearms for vouchers and electrical appliances. The campaign actually broke the national record for voluntary donations and the firearms were then crushed by a steamroller, melted and remoulded into 1,527 gardening tools. The tools were then distributed to art institutions and schools where they were used to plant 1,527 trees. Pedro stated that it aimed to show how an agent of death can become an agent of life. Following the success of Palos Pobistolos, Pedro created the project Disarm. Alongside the Mexican government, they confiscated 6,700 guns off the streets of Mexico and Pedro decided to use them to create musical instruments. He constructed wind and percussion instruments that could actually produce sound. There is a reason I've told you all of that, honestly. <laughs> uh, the poem that I wanted to share with you is called Rifle. I'm clearly not going to do it justice with my dodgy black current, black current, black country accent. Uh, so please check out the man himself. But here goes Rifle by Rudy Francisco. So. Somewhere there's a tambourine, a drum set, a guitar, all made out of things that were used to take people's lives, but now they create a sound that puts life back into people's bodies, which is to say a weapon will always be a weapon, but we choose how to fight the war. And from this I learned that even the most destructive instruments can still create a melody worth dancing to, and sometimes don't we also call that a battle? I wonder how long it took to convince the first rifle that it can hold a note instead of a bullet, but still fire into a crowd and make everyone move. When I was six, I was taught how to throw a punch. In the 80s, that was the anti-bullying movement. First time one of my classmates took a yo-mama joke a little too far. I remembered my training, so I turned his nose into a fountain. My fist five pennies, I closed my eyes, I made a wish. I came home with bloodied knuckles, and it was the first piece of artwork we hung on the fridge. I remember staring at my hands the same way you stare at a test when all your answers are correct. I didn't know what this class was, but I did know I was passing, and isn't that what masculinity has become? A bunch of dudes afraid of their own feelings, terrified of any emotion other than anger, constantly yelling at the shadows on the wall but still haven't realised that we're the ones standing in front of the light. We learn how to dodge a jab, we learn how to step in before we swing, we learn that the heart is the same size as the fist but we keep forgetting that they don't have the same functions. We keep telling each other to man up but we don't even know what that means. We turn our boys into bayonets, we point them in the wrong direction, we pull their triggers and then we ignore all the damage they're doing in the distance. 
The word repurpose. The word repurpose. The word repurpose means to take an object and give it amnesia. It means to make something forget what it's been trained to do so you can use it for a better reason. I am learning that this body is not a shotgun. I am learning that this body is not a pistol. I am learning that a man is not defined by what he can destroy. I am learning that a person who only knows how to fight can only communicate with violence and that shouldn't be anyone's first language. I'm learning the distance between a garden and a graveyard is only what you choose to put in the ground. You see, once, once I came across a picture of a strange violin. The caption said that it was made out of a rifle. And I thought to myself, you know, someday that could be me. I hope you'd all agree that's an incredible poem with several poignant messages. Obviously, Rudy highlights the work that Pedro Reyes did and the whole idea of turning a negative force into that of a positive one to gain an entirely different outcome. But one of the key points that I took from the poem was the idea that we don't even know what masculinity means anymore and the use of the phrase man up. It's a seemingly harmless phrase that we often hear thrown around I know I've heard it said before, I've probably even used it myself at some point in the past. And after a little bit of research, I found an article by Jeff Bartom titled Outdated Ideas of Masculinity. Jeff stated that when he hears the term man up, the connotation is to forget that you have any problems and just deal with it because you were born male. He goes on to discuss how society tells us that men should be masculine, tough and not express their feelings. According to the traditional values of masculinity, men should be self-reliant and there's a certain pressure on men to be their breadwinner. And if their significant other earns more money than they do, they're seen as a failure. I think as society we focus on the rights of women not being equal to those of men. And whilst that certainly has been and in some areas still is the case, men are also subjected to not being valued or deemed equal in certain areas. Barton suggests that men are seen as babysitters as opposed to parents, and that's something I've probably noticed. I've often heard people say things like, oh, yeah, but he's really good with the kids, when referring to a man looking after his own children. He's their dad. He should be. Society often creates a pressure for us to conform, and where masculinity is involved, this leads to problems. It's a common, sorry, (laughs) idea that men don't seek help for their health problems, particularly when their mental health is concerned. They don't want to feel weak, they're ashamed to address issues such as depression, anxiety and stress. I particularly like this quote by Rita Mae Brown. I think the reward for conformity is that everyone likes you, except yourself. Barton expresses his concerns over men bottling up their emotions and suffering in silence until it becomes too much to handle. Quite a shocking statistic is that men are 3.54 times more likely to commit suicide than women. I'm sure we can all agree that nobody deserves to suffer with their mental health and there is support out there. Another quote I'm particularly fond of is by B. Brown. We cannot selectively numb emotions. When we numb the painful emotions, we also numb the positive emotions. Vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable but they're never weakness again you know i've just said that nobody deserves to suffer with their mental health it is considered to be this invisible illness and there is a stigma surrounding it i've struggled to discuss my mental health and 
I know many people that have also been in that situation and as I talked about in the previous episode, you know, the, the, the kind of feeling that actually the support isn't there and, and sometimes you feel let down by the system and and just urging anybody that's that's struggling that feels that, you know, they they are in a position where they, they need some support. You pick up the phone, call your friend, call your parents, speak to a teacher, speak to any medical professional, give a, a you know, helpline a call, just just do something, don't suffer in silence. I'm gonna actually share a couple of numbers with you now. Um so if you are struggling, uh, you can get in touch with any of these and they will provide support. Uh it's a massive cliche but it is okay to not be okay. So we've got a text line here which is text shout at eight five two five eight and that's a twenty four seven service and it's completely free also got the Samaritans which you can dial 116123 and again that's a 24-7 service and entirely free and then there's another line which is called Sane Line which is available on 0300-304-7000 and that's open from 4.30 in the afternoon until 10.30 in the evening. I'm not actually sure of the cost of that one so it might be worth doing a little bit of research if that was one you opted to Cool. So um, it's bringing me to the the end of the uh, episode. I'm just going to do a little update on my life because you know, I've been kind of keeping you you posted. Um, I actually started a new job today. It was my first day. Really enjoyed it. Um, it's a sort of chef's role back in the kitchen. Um, managed to burn myself already. Bit of a hazard of the the job. Um, made some pretty fine scones, scones, whichever you prefer, even if I do say so myself. Um, I'm still working hard on, on myself and loving myself and you know, still reading lots, still listening to lots of music, listening to lots of poetry and just trying to, to be kind to myself really. Um, the lobster. I, I think the relationship has completely broken down now. Um, I'm actually coming to the realisation that it, it may be a, a good thing, um, very painful, but yeah, she's uh, she's got a new lobster, so guess she's not my lobster after all. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really missing the boys, uh, but I'm going to keep moving forward and try not to dwell on that too much. Um, keep talking to people because it's really important as always i'm going to end with a poem which i will read for you now it's uh probably one that's quite close to home at the moment given the the circumstances i've just discussed but i liked it so i'm going to share it with you uh it's by harriet selena i think the distance between who we were and who we are is too great to travel now but I will live you quietly from here and that brings me to a close thank you for listening actually it doesn't bring me to a close because I've just realised that I actually wanted to do a bit of a, a shout out um, so I told the little porky there I'm sorry um, yeah 
I just wanted to say that when I came up with the idea for the Angry Dinosaur, the plan was to create a safe platform to discuss mental health and hopefully enlighten and, and help others. And since starting, I've had a number of messages from people I know, some people that I don't know, I've never met before, um, but they've all been able to kind of share their stories and reach out. And it's meant a lot. It's, it's been really positive, actually. I'm really pleased with the kind of um, feedback that I've been getting and, and how it's gone down with people. Um, so really, thank you to everybody that's taken the time to listen I realise it's not everyone's cup of tea and that's absolutely fine but please, please, please do share the podcast with um, anybody that you think could benefit or may just be interested. Um, I've also set up a, an Insta page for the podcast which is at the Angry Dinosaur Podcast so please give that a uh, follow as well and um yeah sorry for uh, not ending on the poem but it was in there and until the next time bye